0: There should be less cat jingles this time. None of them are in here. Oh good. Okay, so this is the second part of the indefinite series on (laughs) things I learned during two-ish weeks of not having power because of Hurricane Sandy. And this one's going to be all about food. Yay, food. Food's awesome.
1: It is. You You kind of need it to live a little bit, and it's sometimes made of pizza.
0: It is sometimes made of pizza. So I was in the very fortunate circumstance of having cooking gas. Yay.
1: Despite not having heat, because that makes sense. Well, you know, actually that doesn't... Uh, Oh, you have radiators, huh? Yeah. Although you'd think that the boiler would still work. I mean, this is like old school heating technology, isn't it?
0: Right, but apparently the boiler is smart enough that it needs to be plugged in. Um, As opposed to the stove, which was luckily dumb enough to not need to be plugged in.
1: Yeah, my stove has those electric starters, but that doesn't really matter. A match will work just as well.
0: Will it uh, release the gas and you can
1: light it? Oh, I mean, I assume so. Yeah,
0: I would double check on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. I'll fill my house with gas. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't even know where it's plugged in, which... May- oh, I can probably figure out which breaker it's on, though. Yeah, that would be easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm not moving the stove. Although if I did, I would find all of Dale's little rubber, foam rubber balls, which I'm positive are underneath of the stove, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah I don't know if I can start my stove without I mean it never even occurred to me that uh, that that it might not
0: well would be good to know because (laughs) within the first 24 hours you have to eat everything that's in your freezer
1: only 24 hours
0: (laughs) yeah unfortunately uh, one of the differences between this and camping for example is you can't keep buying ice. There's nowhere to buy ice from. All the stores don't have power either. They run out of bags Mm. after a certain amount of time, and that's it. That's bad. So you can't keep your food, you know, remotely frozen, even if the temperatures are dropping because they... Hurricane season, they tend to stay just above freezing.
1: Mm. So that's
0: no good either. Although (laughs) you can uh, be always prepared for this sort of thing by taking... Like, either a gallon jug of water or Arizona iced tea or something like that. Those come in nice big gallon thingies. Um, And fill that most of the way with water and leave that in your freezer. Because then, when you do lose power, you have, for as ever ever long as it takes a big solid gallon block of water to melt.
1: (laughs) Which is a while. The heat capacity of water is pretty high. Yeah, not as good as lasagna, though. Well, no, nothing is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, I actually have in my freezer, I have very little food. Like, if you saw my refrigerator, you'd be certain that I was a college student, um, except there's less beer than you might expect. But uh, in my freezer, there's actually the, um, the bowl from my ice cream maker, which will serve a sort of similar function by being a big frozen thing. Yeah. Other than that, though, there's no food. <laughs> as as we were discussing earlier, the only things in my freezer right now are frozen fruit and rye bread, and that would not make a very good sandwich.
0: No, no, it would not. Um, and you wouldn't be able to do anything exciting with that frozen fruit without power. That's
1: true. I'd have to just wait for it to melt because, I mean, obviously what I do with the fruit is make a smoothie. Yeah. And so, (laughs) and, and melted frozen fruit is kind of mushy and gross. So I would not be living well if I was without power for an extended period of time.
0: It's kind of only for smoothies, (laughs) like very only for smoothies.
1: Maybe you could make it into like sauces, but a, a fruit sauce in a no power situation is of very little utility. Unless you also have a cake in there, like a frozen Sara Lee or something, in which case, hey, have a ball.
0: Yeah, I suppose you could turn it all into jam.
1: Yeah, (laughs) on the rye bread. Actually, people do that, but it seems really gross to me. I don't know why.
0: I think making sugary things is a lot of difficult cleanup. It just sounds like it would be. You're making sticky. How are you ever going to get true. that pot ruined?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, although, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad option because jam will keep for a while. So you know, that's I don't that's know. a
0: good point. Um, similarly, you can also eke out some more time by taking your things that need to be frozen and cooking them into things that need to be refrigerated. You can get like maybe an extra day out of it as your Yum. freezer progressively gets warmer and warmer. <sighs> So basically, I spent that first day cooking all the miscellaneous meats, <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Uh, including, uh, you know, I, I remember most vividly there being cheesesteak, but Ooh. I'm sure there were other things.
1: <laughs> Emergency
0: cheesesteak. Well, yeah, because that's one of the meats you buy frozen.
1: Yeah, totally. So,
0: so there was cheesesteak and it had to be made and eaten. <laughs> yeah. Oh, darn. Um, now the 24-hour thing is mostly because of the grocery store model in the U.S. Where most of your food comes from an average of 1,500 miles away. That's pretty far. So by the time it gets to you, it is ready to go bad. That's why it was given to you frozen in the first (laughs) place in many cases. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot of people arguing over that number, uh, claiming it misrepresents things because, you know, it sounds like a ridiculously big number. It's half the size of the country. Um, Of course, that's why it is accurate because you're averaging in full trips from California to the East Coast, which are 3,000 miles With shorter trips like Wisconsin to Illinois.
1: Right, or like your local corn in New Jersey.
0: Yeah, we do have local corn. That's good. And tomatoes.
1: Yeah, Yeah, supposedly your tomatoes are the best, but I hate tomatoes, so that is completely lost on me. Um.
0: Apparently, this one brand of tomato sauce that's made out of New Jersey tomatoes... (laughs) is processed in Pennsylvania.
1: Why don't they make it in <laughs> New Jersey? I mean, okay, so Pennsylvania's right there, right across the Delaware, but seems like, I mean, there's plenty of factories space in New Jersey just repurpose an old pharmaceutical plant or something. See, that's the thing. There are no manufacturing jobs left
0: in New Jersey. There are farm jobs left, but all the factories are just leaning towers of asbestos.
1: Oh, are they? Well...
0: Yeah. It's very well, depressing were... to drive through many of these areas.
1: Giant Superfund sites.
0: Yeah. I mean, if they're in... So if you drive up the, you know, the Turnpike or the Parkway, actually, you can take your pick, um, you'll see the oil-related things, all the refineries. That's why New Jersey gas is mysteriously cheap. Yeah. Um, and then you'll see a bunch of brick buildings that are missing pieces of roof with trees trying to go through them. Mm. Like, there's just this part of New Jersey that just stopped in 1940.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had one of those in Town actually. We had a haunted carpet mill, which was across the street from a haunted house. I think people lived in the haunted house, but I can't imagine how or why, but they did. Um...
0: There's, there's a lot of abandoned things in New Jersey. There's a lot of abandoned things everywhere. But, True. But um, food takes these ridiculously long trips because there's just no local food production anymore. Everything is the biggest possible monoculture. Right. So it can be done efficiently with as many robots as possible and shipped around the nation at a mean distance of 1500 miles and throughout all those different steps in shipping it has touched all the necessary gross things for it to spoil <laughs> as soon as your as soon as your freezer turns off
1: there's poop all of, all over the place
0: yeah that's pretty much the problem
1: <laughs> it's all coated in poop
0: yep and you know anything that's processed has actual rats in it not just the poop the right, rats in naturally it. Nice and and ground up and all tasty.
1: And you can see why they do that. I mean, that's really the only way to feed the number of people we have at the scale that we feed people and make us also very, very fat. But it's uh, extra unfortunate when we have to live like it's, you know, party like it's
0: 1899. And um, that's actually up for debate how necessary it is for us to do that I mean it is a known thing that you do get lower yields if you farm organic um, but we've only been factory farming for a little under a hundred years and we're not sure if the soil's just ready to give up and then we'll have another dust ball and then there'll be no grain and everyone will starve
1: well, we, we're also cranking up the heat with global warming, so this should be an interesting experiment in self-destruction.
0: Which is the positive feedback that causes or caused the dust bowl? Is causing one in China? We're not hearing too much about because you know fingers in our That's ears.
1: people starving over somewhere else. They they sometimes starve anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So our food is bad, and you're going to feel bad, because it's going to spoil (laughs) really quickly.
1: Yeah, and your choices are risk eating it, or throw it away, both of which will give you a bad feeling.
0: Or if you're lucky enough to have any uh, grandparents alive, uh, go talk to them and ask them just how they ate in the 40s. Or 30s or yeah, you know, the oldest decade you could get. Anything before the 50s when grocery stores really started becoming a thing. They canned a lot of crap. Yeah. They did preserves and stuff. You can you can preserve things without refrigeration. You can buy things that don't require refrigeration, mostly canned things.
1: Right, like the whole icebox thing always kind of weirded me out, like on Little House on the Prairie. Because it's like, so there's just a big block of ice in there? Like, what happens when that melts? Well, you get some more. Well, where does that come from? Well, it comes from a lake and they harvest it in the winter. And I'm like, it sounds terrible.
0: So, this is a really tragic story of the man who didn't invent refrigeration. <laughs> so, this doctor in the south, um, I think it was working on treating, um, One of the mosquito-borne illnesses, not the one that's incurable, the one that you just need to uh, survive and not uh, diarrhea yourself to death through. (laughs) So uh, basically, the patients for that just need to keep cool. So importing ice from the north at all times of year was just prohibitively expensive, even by train. So... He made the world's first um, cooler based off of the principle of compression. And, hmm. you know, the compressor is the piece in your air conditioner or freezer that makes things actually cold. Right. Uh, it wasn't Freon-based, obviously, back then. Right. <laughs> so, so he makes it, treats his patients, they survive. Um, takes his idea to investors in New York City where ice is affordable year round, mm. and they're not interested.
1: Right. It's what is the anecdote about Henry Ford? If he'd asked, people would have said they want a faster horse. Exactly. Yeah. It's
0: exactly that. We like to, or I like to talk to about Sandy a lot cause I had to deal with that, but the crazier storm might've been Irene because that somehow hit Vermont.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, like that's it, weird. it did like
0: a lot of damage in Vermont and it would have been more if, you know, there was actually a population to speak of in <laughs> Vermont. Right. It took out some uh, century-old covered bridges, though, and that kind of, that's kind Aww, of sad. Oh, yeah, that is sad. sad. Mm. Um, but they're landlocked.
1: <laughs> right. That's So you really don't expect that sort of thing uh, yeah, in, a, it, in a landlocked place. Right.
0: It, it took a very... Uh, sparsely populated path from um New York City-ish and somehow just went inland. Weird. It, it was a crazy storm that just doesn't make any sense.
1: But Not- we've sort of created this environment for these storms at the same time as we've made ourselves more reliant than ever on you know modern conveniences so we've really set ourselves up for a pretty big fall.
0: Right. The house that, uh, that did the best during the aftermath of the storm was my grandparents, because they have that giant southern-facing window with the huge overhang, so they get all the possible sunlight, greenhouses itself in there, mm-hmm. and that same room also has a fireplace in it. Nice. So you can, you know, get heat from non-electrical sources, and you can also use that fire to simultaneously cook with. Well, theoretically...
1: I can, yeah. I can probably make hot. Um, and I do know academically a little bit about how to build a fire. In fact, it's kind of funny. Um, so we were at this Halloween party um, a f- couple years ago, right after we first moved here. And the host was building a fire because it was cold at night. Um, it gets pretty nippy uh, in Atlanta around October, um, mid to late October. Oh, does it so go down to
0: 65.
1: It goes into the uh, 50s. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's cold by my standards, and other people too. So the dude who is building the fire built like, you know, the Lincoln log kind where it's square and you pile the logs. And yeah. we were like, no, you need to build a teepee. And he was like, no, it needs this way. It'll blah, blah, blah. And one of the other guys was like, you that? no, that's a cooking fire. That's, you know, not what you want, what we wanted. We wanted like a Boy Scouts teepee shaped uh, campfire. Um, but he was building us like a roast a suckling pig fire.
0: <laughs> fire is fire. Just make it happen.
1: Yeah, it's just, there's different, it's, it's more efficient for different purposes. And you need to, you need to be cognizant of how you're stacking your logs or else a bunch of pedants, because there were, there were a bunch of scientists there and also me. Um, so he, it was not, you know, everybody had an opinion. Uh,
0: Well, a solid piece of advice either way is go camping, like with some frequency, bring whatever the hell you want in a cooler uh and learn how to cook it over actual fire
1: pizza <laughs> ah! Ah!